to Burger Click Productions' 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features Mad from the New York City-based punk band, but Pyrite. Here's their song, Poop Shoes. What are you gonna do when you step in Gonna clean it off your shoe or leave it stuck to you? What are you gonna do when you step in Gonna clean it off your shoe How do I say Burger Christ? It's it's Burger Krieg or Buga Krieg if uh, for the German people. Um, Buga Krieg. Yeah, right. You could you could literally be saying thank you in German, and it sounds like you know like you're cursing at him or something. <laughs> it's insane. Um, no, actually, I, uh, I I was trying to find something that was like a fun word, and I stumbled across that. And it actually, strangely enough, it means civil war in German. But the whole oh. time when I saw it, all I could think of was like a blitzkrieg of hamburgers. So I was like, fuck that. I'm rolling with that. That's what, like, I like that imagery. I like literally, you know, imagining like panzer tanks, but there are giant hamburgers, right? I, I also think you might have named Butt Pyrite's next album. <laughs> Blitzkrieg of hamburgers. All right, awesome. (laughs) uh, We have no direction otherwise, so thanks. (laughs) You're you're welcome. (laughs) Oh, shit. So, Matt from Butt Pyrite, you are on. I appreciate you taking some time to to chat with me. Um, How are you doing this Thursday afternoon? Uh, Well, uh, thank you, Lou, for having me. I am kind of tired it's thursday i'm back to work uh so just deemed essential at the end of the summer teachers are back in the building so with a city like new york city that has so many bands so much music in your eyes what separates butt pyrite from other hardcore punk bands probably the lack of a sincere message i mean (laughs) other than have fun and you know, enjoy like the riffs. And if you can follow along, cause the songs are simple and stupid, just have a good time. I mean, we're not out here to offend and harass anybody, but we are, you know, we love the old hard, uh, hardcore sound. And I don't know, we just, we just think of funny stuff and like, it's based on conversations, uh, you know, annually with the exception of 2020, we get out on the road. And so a lot of the songs just kind of are derived from, bullshit banter in in the car and and it's like oh man let's you know let's work with it or you know we'll show up with a riff and then like larry will say something asinine in the corner and then (laughs) mike will follow along with it and before you know it brian and i are working out like an a and a b part of a song and by the end of practice we've got like the outline for the next big hit (laughs) that's that's fucking awesome oh now what what was the last show before quarantine that you went to that you weren't playing at do you remember the lineup do you remember where it was what it was like yeah i do well i don't remember the full lineup but i remember um car bomb parade was kind of opening up one of these uh a7 shows that like drew stone and everybody Mm -hmm. like has been bringing back to the lower east side uh so that was the last show i attended and did not play and that was a good time because it's it's um, on Avenue A and 7th Street in the city at Niagara Bar. But they, you know, A7 was like a New York hardcore, hardcore staple. And B 
being that I wasn't able to attend in the eighties as I was an infant, um, it's kind of cool and nostalgic to get to go and, you know, read the plaque in the back, but just be a part of it. And there's just punks old and new in there. And it's, that's all, all ages matinee. I hope it picks back up whenever music comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't charge anything, so they should be able to do it sooner than later. And if not, maybe in Tompkins Park. But yeah, nice. That was how, it. How cl- how close was that to kind of that cutoff? What was it? The I know we had to cancel shows. I think it was that second weekend, basically of of March. Yeah, it was right around then. It was either February or March, I think it was. Um, but like this winter wasn't even very cold so it's really hard to gauge and and accurately describe right (laughs) right now when it when it comes you know when it comes to music and family and all that stuff I, i was curious you know when did music come into your life was it a part of your upbringing in your family or did you kind of were you corrupted by friends um i think music's always been a part of my life in some sense. My dad is a musician, plays a lot of instruments. He also listens to the stereotypical like dad rock. So like um, Pink Floyd, Rush, that kind of stuff. So my early on intro to music was that music. I'd steal cassettes from my dad and throw them in a a Walkman and just, you know, Rush Counterparts, I think was the first full album I listened to front and back on a cassette. Mm -hmm. Um, But then... As I got older and tried to go my own own way, I had various little paths. And then I want to say, by the time I got to high school and was able to attend live shows, um, is uh, the same time I found punk. But like, it wasn't just one little niche of punk. It was punk. It was sky. It was all sorts of crazy stuff, just like muddled together. Then. As I got older, like into my 20s, I tried finding my own niche and really went like hard with, you know, street punk and that kind of stuff. And then came back out into the zone. Like, you know, I really also like hip hop and and rap. So, of course, hardcore is a natural thing that blends a lot of like the basic beat down riffs or beat down like backbone with like some fast punk riffs. Um, and I think just like the acceptance of the punk community, I've probably seen some of the weirdest, strangest, met some of the coolest, most insane, but genuine and gentle people in the punk scene um, across the board. And so I think that that has stuck with me along with the music itself. Nice. Now, I, I, had, I had asked Larry the same question, and I wanted to ask you the same question so I could kind of gauge because... I think it's fascinating because I have my own little story, you know, side story, whatever. I had spoken with Larry about it briefly, but what is one punk band that throughout, you know, as you're traveling that path, discovering, you know, et cetera, what was one punk band that you always heard about? Everyone always fucking talked about it, but you never got into. I think I'll stick with you with adolescence just because uh, you can ask Larry. I always confuse them with the descendants. And so I think that means that I absolutely don't know an adolescence song. <laughs> so funny side story about that, too. I went into band practice literally the week after I had interviewed Larry and my guitarist is like, dude, let's do Amoeba. And I found out that I guess I did know an adolescence song. I guess it's like their, it is their biggest song, but you've probably heard it. I don't know, in like move some movie or on a show or something. Check it out. Check out Amoeba because no, hey, that's 
I thought that was the Descendants. <laughs> so you yeah, do. I know it. Amoeba. So you do Amoeba. know. So Amoeba. you, Amoeba. you and I, Amoeba. we both yes, know. We both know a song by the Adolescents. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Okay. So. Uh, wow. Shit. Nice. Now, Butt Pyrite has some fantastic names for their songs, including Wet Bandits, Wear Deodorant, they're, Peeing in the they're Shower. All, they're all true, by the way. They're all true. Now, I, I got to know, were there any song titles that were working titles that didn't make the cut? Because those are great titles. I'm curious what didn't make the cut. Man, Brian is the guy you should be talking to. I feel like he's the band scribe. I want to say yes. Um, but really, to be honest, we kind of title the songs either as we're writing them or afterwards. So they're, they're more often than not connected. I think, if anything, we'll try to be so subtle with a theme that it just doesn't make any sense and it gets vetoed before it becomes a real idea. As a hardcore band, right, hardcore often has crossover, like, sounds with Oi, but Oi can get very, you know, repetitive. And mm -hmm. I think that as a simpler sounding band, but playing in, like, to modern kids and stuff, it's got to be a little more interesting than that. Um, plus, just as we progress as musicians, right, we just want to play more interesting stuff. Being a New Yorker, i.e. someone who actually lives in the city, unlike myself who lives in upstate— how do you personally combat with boredom in such a busy city? Well, up until recently, the answer to that was skateboarding and riding a bicycle. And then I broke my elbow. Oof. So now I'm not doing that. And currently, but Pyrite is on pause. Mm -hmm. More creative writing to come during this, this slowdown. But um, no, so I mean, outside of just finding like things to do that way, right? I mean, you New York is great terrain for skating because street skating is everywhere. And then there's just tons and tons of like parks, concrete parks, parks for all levels. Um, I broke my elbow in a park, but I would recommend going to one. And then, uh, I don't know. I mean, because there's such a variety of different types of shows to go to, I feel like I can go to a punk show, you know, quote unquote, every, well, Maybe not now. You're talking about boredom now or boredom in general? Boredom in general. And and actually if you want if you want to relate it to right now, that might even be appropriate to, you know, speak to kind of both both ends. I gotcha. Okay. Well, just in general, I feel like there's, you know, a, a variety of things even within a specific genre. Um, so, you know, one night I can go to a punk show and it's more like World War Nine you know, Scum City-esque, and another night and go to a punk show, and it's like Dead Below Hammer. I'm throwing, I'm throwing out names here, but they, they all sound very different if you go and look them up. And so it's like, that's kind of a, a cool thing to do, but it's, you know, you got to wait for them to show up. Hmm. If you're speaking more about during the pandemic, um, that's a tough thing because, you know, we're distanced and we're masked up, and if you want to sit in the bike lane and, like, grab a drink with someone, you kind of feel like an asshole you're not allowed to walk around with a beer anymore. Dude, that month of, like, no problem walking around with a beer was amazing. That's probably how I spent it. Um, <laughs> finding random – dude, I found this crazy house over in Bensonhurst, uh, which is, like, South Brooklyn. I live in South Brooklyn, so I kind of walk around. And um, it has, like, antiques and Batman and crazy shit off the side. And so it's just – you know, finding these little novelties and having the time to kind of like self-explore the little neighborhoods that are adjacent to your own, 
I guess that's kind of interesting. I, I love throwing my headphones in and either throwing on, um, you know, podcast or a playlist and just going for a walk. That's probably my go-to pre and post and during COVID. I know you'd kind of alluded to really, you know, that more songwriting is coming up. Uh, but Pyrite is, is kind of on pause right now with the, this recent injury, but I'm assuming also what's just going on in general. Um, is there anything yeah. that we, you know, have you been able to do any writing since uh, since this, this recent kind of downtime? Um, you know, have you been able to stay active uh, with, with writing in the creative process? You know, not, not so much, to be honest. I mean, after I broke my elbow, our bassist, like, tore an MCL or oh. did something to his knee. Um, and then Larry and Mike are also in Hopeless Otis. Yep. So they've kind of just, I think they've been taken off with Hopeless Otis. Um, but I think during the pandemic, outside of a couple practices before the broken arm and after the, like, for real lockdown... Um, we met up like once or twice and it, you know, creative as it was, it wasn't for the purposes of writing, I guess. So we'll get there. Um, I'm very eager to get back into the routine of just hanging out with everyone and talking shit and coming up with good ideas and playing around with music and hoping that soon we can start playing stuff. I think that, um, I think we have that are not recorded probably five songs that we're going to have to relearn anyway. Nice. So it's there. You got the bedrock for at the very least an EP or something, right? Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, we had the drive going into 2020. We actually played a show like the week before um, they like before March 16th or whatever. And then it was just like a, a halt for everyone, you know? <laughs> now I have a two part question. It's, it's the last question here. Now, was the song "But Pyrite off your 2017 album Piss, was that written because people were literally calling you Butt Pirate? Also, if you can, please tell me the, the origin story of the band name, because I have to be honest with you, it's probably one of the most unique band names I've ever heard. Sure. Um, well, so, yes, that song about pronouncing our name right, say it right, we are Butt Pyrite. Um, is absolutely because we were almost kicked off a show because <laughs> someone thought we were the butt pirate and and we were gonna play at this church in South Jersey. We Holy did play shit. at this church in South Jersey. Uh, Things called like Saint Babel or something. It was really cool. This kid's mom was a minister. He took it over, turned it into a venue art space. Nice. Highly recommend if it still is around after this. But. Um, you know, the guy comes up and he's like, listen, you know, I was really nervous. I thought you guys were going to like, you know, really go overboard. And it's like, listen, like it's meant to stick out. It's not meant to like bother anybody. And what's really funny is the show ended with the Sheckies, which are three big guys. Like when I say big, I'm talking like 300 plus pound dudes that by the end of the night, we're all playing in their underwear on like the, the center <laughs> of the church, like all, the altar area. So like... <laughs> I mean, you know, we were definitely not the most offensive or least offensive band there. Um, so the name has gotten us into a little bit of trouble, I guess. And really, like anyone who doesn't read the flyer accurately pronounces it pirate until we correct them. And then I'm actually surprised there's not that many people who know what fool's gold is. Right. Like I thought it was a more common term and maybe that's just, you know, me. Um, so really, that is the origin. We were. Um, 
the original four of us, so me, Larry, Brian, and our old, our former drummer, Joe, were sitting at uh, Anchored Inn, having a burger, grabbing a beer before practice, and, um, you know, we had formed as a band, we talked about, you know, we liked music in the vein of hardcore, um, and as we were kind of figuring out, like, well, where, you know, what do, what do we want to do with it? And again, like when I mentioned earlier that we were messageless, it's not totally messageless, but I don't think we want to get categorized as one thing. Um, even as a hardcore band, I'd say we've like some of our songs are clearly like moved away from that. We have a ska song at the end of the first album or, you know, ska-ish, whatever. But we're just thinking about like, okay, well, you know, what's like a really tough name? And so we went through some corny names and it's like, well, what's like a not so good name? And um, Brian, who like I mentioned earlier, writes a lot of the stuff down. He's also, you know, a whiz when it comes to English language arts and all of this. And so he's talking about like putting punctuation after a conjunction, which which is why there's a comma after but, because like that shouldn't really happen, I guess. And and hmm. so it was just but pyrite, you know, it it's like, wait, what did you say? Oh, it's not what you said. And like that's what we wanted. Uh. And I and I think that's what we got. Mm-hmm. 